Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey there, beautiful people. I'm Hope Balfa, your IGC life coach, and I'm here to guide you on a transformative journey like no other. The Breakup Baddie is the ultimate podcast for those who are ready to break free from the shackles of bad habits, limiting mindsets, and one-sided relationships. All right, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to The Breakup Baddie. This is your host, Hope Balfa, IGC life coach. And with me today, I have a very special guest, Seawalkers in the house. What's good? What's good? <laughs> What's happening? So Clinton is uh, which who? What do people call you? By the way, all the various names. Walker. Yeah, yeah it's Walker. Seawalker. C. Does anybody call you Clinton? Nah, just just <laughs> close close friends. Mom, just people making fun sister, of sister. Yeah, Uncle Clinton. <laughs> yeah, that type. Cool. That type. Well. Shit. Um, Waka is a producer in the area, but his, you know, reach is far beyond that. You know, he's got clients that are getting deals and signed to labels and all that. So I'm very proud of my friend here, but I'll let him tell us a little bit about, so where were you born? Where'd you come from? What's your story? How'd you end up here? Um, I was born, born in Temple, Texas, raised in Belton, (laughs) you know, small town boy, you know, regular lifestyle, nothing crazy. Um, so you went to Belton ISD? I went to BISD. Mm-hmm. Yes, I did. Okay. Yeah. So, so that's why you're such a, a good kid, a good dude. Hey, man. <laughs> hey, I'm, you know, I get in the trenches every now and then. I just don't get caught. Hey, that's, <laughs> you know, that's what they do. Yeah. You got to watch the quiet ones. Yeah, for real. Hey, so, yeah. yeah, I just, so because the breakup baddie, the premise is that we talk about breaking up with any limiting beliefs, habits, mindsets, people, places, mm-hmm. things, anything that would hold you back from living your most abundant life. And yeah. so I've been peeping on your, you know, your stories, your Instagram and everything. And yeah. you talk, I like how you talk a lot about um, your experience as an entrepreneur and starting out, how people told you, you couldn't, right. you can't make money off of this or whatever. So how did your, how did you you evolve from were you one day working a full-time daytime job and then yeah. you started or how did you end up here yeah I, I was you know working I dropped out of high school at like I think it was 11th grade I think it was my what junior year and I dropped out and just went straight to work so I'm working nine to fives you know, just a whole nine, not really having a plan, really just kind of. So you were the one percent in Belton of the dropout rate, yeah, right? Probably yeah, super that low. Time. Yeah, <laughs> it was super low dropout yeah. rate. Yeah, I'm one of the ones. Yeah. So you know, I dropped out, started working, and but I always dabbled in music. Like I was doing music since '07, so that's when I started. And but it, I wasn't taking it serious. Mm. And it wasn't until really 2014. 2013 I really started to take it super serious Mm -hmm. and I just started going up from there I started the studio inside of a spare bedroom apartment and just got to work you know what made you decide to take it seriously really I was I was surrounded by a lot of people that weren't doing anything Mm. and so when I realized it took a long time this is like from from 07 to like literally like 2013 I'm with the same people because I'm loyal to a fault in a way Mm -hmm. you know but at some point, you just got to cut, you know, th- there's a boundary there from being loyal to just being loyal to yourself, mm. being loyal to the wrong things. So I'm loyal to these people. They're not doing anything. And I'm realizing myself that I'm the one that's bringing the table and putting stuff on the table. <laughs> right, right. So when I realized that, I'm like, I can do this shit myself. Right. So then that's when I just I broke away from those old people, broke away from that mindset and 
I started going up from there. So yeah, yeah started see Walker Studios and then um It was like part time at first? Just nighttime but, weekends. Or? Yeah, nighttime weekend type shit up until, you know, twenty seventeen, twenty eighteen when I went full time. But, but you know, during that time I was working a job, working at warehouses and stuff mm-hmm. and doing music on the weekends and on my off days, you know. So yeah. or really not even off days. It was every day. Like when I got off of work, straight to the music. So really music was a second my second job. Yeah. I treated it like a second job. Nice there wasn't a day that I wasn't putting in work on mm-hmm. my dream, you know, but it didn't really set. I was just doing it because I loved it. But then when I realized like I can really take this somewhere, this was around 2016 mm-hmm. when I, um, I had worked with Juicy J by then I worked with Waka Flocka and I real I'm realizing I'm getting validation from these guys. Like I can really do some shit. Mm-hmm. So I really started putting in work. How and did this, they find you? Um, there's a, um, there was a cat by the name of Marcus Cruz. This is mm-hmm. Juicy J. Mm-hmm. Juicy J ended up signing him. So I was recording him. Mm. And he ended up getting signed to Juicy J. Juicy J liked the mixes I was doing for him. He was like, well, come out here and help us out. Because he's getting ready to go on tour, the Stay Trippy Tour. I think it was Stay Trippy Tour. Mm-hmm. And um, his engineer, Crazy Mike, is also his DJ for the tour. So his engineer was backed up with a bunch of projects and everything. So then they kind of loaded it on to me because they <laughs> fucked with what I was doing. Yeah. Plus, Juicy J, like, he's cheap as shit, right? So he was like, I used to have to fly Marcus <laughs> Cruz out to record everything because I didn't like how his stuff was sounding yeah. wherever he was recording at first. But then when he started working with you, I realized I ain't got to fly him out no more. He can just stay there and do it. So that's kind of how I got in on that, too. So he's from the area? Yeah, he's from Temple. Okay. Yeah, shout out Marcus Cruz. That's my that's my dog, man, like, for real. Um, He taught me a lot. He's way younger than me. He's, like, five or six years younger than me, but his mindset is way past that. And mm-hmm. he got me to a level to where Juicy J and all of them were even fucking with me to begin with because he would want so many different effects and so just just different shit that I didn't know how to do. So I had to go to school on my own, go to YouTube, figure out how to do this effect, go to do this, do this. So mm-hmm. he really kind of molded me as an engineer and as a producer. So I'm forever that pressure. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just, just to try to, to mm-hmm. get on that level. Cause mm-hmm. he was already recording at that level with these other guys. So he's like, well, can you do this? Can I'm like, nah, I don't know how to do that, but I would figure it out. Mm-hmm. So that's really, he's one of the main ones that's that I give thanks to for even getting me to that level. Yeah. You know? So, that's good. Yeah, shout out to him. And but yeah, I flew out there, worked with them on some stuff, and then Waka Flocka, he came about through another guy. I think he sold him grills or he sold him weed. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I don't know how he was it's connected one or the to other. him. Yeah, it was one of them. <laughs> shout out to JP. Um Waka was like, I need a studio to record at. I'm in Austin, but we're heading to Dallas, but I need a studio. And it's like, oh my boy's in Temple, he's right in between. Yeah. So um well, that night, actually, I, uh, he invited me out to the show. I met Walker. We was at the show. We was backstage doing all that. Mm-hmm. And then the following morning, JP hits me. He's like, hey, Walker needs a studio to record at. You in Temple. He's on his way to Dallas. Like, let's stop. And I'm still at the house at the point. So I have Walker Flocker in my fucking house. <laughs> We're in there recording and shit. I'm showing him beats and stuff and just, oh, just chopping it up. It was crazy, man. He pulled up in three white suburban. No, there's two black Suburbans and a white one. Look, looking presidential as fuck. Oh, my goodness. And, like, ten niggas get out the car. <laughs> And then Everybody in your neighborhood thought you were a drug dealer at yeah, that point. For real, you know. <laughs> Kingpin nah, or something. No, nah, real facts. Because, like, the amount of clientele I had going in. Oh, that's in, true. They really thought that I was, like, running something. But I was just Damn. really running out of my, I was just running the Music. studio. Music. Yeah. I was running the studio. But, yeah, that's how I met Walker. And, uh, we worked together on some stuff. And then that's when I knew, like, I can really take this shit. And then, like, take this shit to the next level. Yeah. And then just working at my job, man. Um, I was working at this warehouse, and I fucking hated it. <laughs> That'll push you. Yeah, it, put, it motivated me. So that's yeah. another, like, I appreciate that job. You know what I'm saying? Because it really got me off my ass. Like, I can't do this shit. Mm-hmm. I can't do this. And then I'm seeing how they're treating us, you mm-hmm. know, employees and other employees. Like, one thing that really, the catalyst for real was when you, they, they had like a tier system as far as seniority goes, mm-hmm. right? And um, once you get up in age and you put in 20, 30 years, they put you on like e- super easy jobs, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're just taking pallets to the dock. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for it to be loaded on the truck that's right, right, all right, you right. do all day right you're sunsetting that's yeah, it yeah. this new president comes in eliminates all that and he has these old timers on the floor with us running with us there is a percentage quota that you have to meet every day and if no. you don't you get written up and three write-ups whatever the case is you're fired so these old guys are getting fired because they can't keep up like no. they did that shit 20 years ago what are you talking about <laughs> so that's when i knew then like okay i need to start 
taking care of myself and looking out for myself because that's what these businesses are doing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They're going to look out for themselves. I got to do what's best for me too. Mm-hmm. So um, that's when I started putting money back right. and saving money. So I'm getting money from the studio that I'm running every day and I'm working 70 hours at this fucking warehouse. <laughs> I'm putting in all this work doing both at the same time every fucking day for two years That's why years you ain't straight. got no kids. That's why I ain't got no kids. <laughs> that's why I'm bald. Yeah, sure. um, all that, man. I sacrificed all that shit. But yeah, yeah. I'm putting in all this work and I saved up enough money to quit. So I saved up a nice nest egg mm-hmm. and then I got the building and then I was like, okay, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump head first in there. I got like 30 bands sitting right here just in case mm-hmm. this doesn't work out. Mm-hmm. I can, I got that to live off of until I find something else. Right. And luckily I never, I never had to really touch that. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So here we are six years here later. Here we are. Still, still with it. <laughs> nice. And opening up your newest location. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I got a bigger location. Um, it's in the pro- it's being built from the ground up right now. So I'm still waiting on that to be built. When's and the projected completion date? They're telling me August first, but you know we'll how see. it goes. Yeah, you know how it goes. <laughs> I remember man. rolling up there and they had people in your space. They're yeah, like, what, like the what the fuck, fuck is going on? <laughs> oh, they're just renting it out until you, yeah. Yeah. So, I was know, like, oh shit. Yeah, I know, right? I'm about to see another side of Walker nah, I never real. seen before. <laughs> I was about to go off for real. I didn't know what was going on when I pulled up that one time. But I was nah, like, get your money back, nah, Walker. Get your money back. <laughs> For real. But everything was straightened out with that. But now it's just a waiting game. So Good. my lease was up at the current spot that I was at. So now I'm just, I got my whole studio crammed in my apartment right now. Mm-hmm. Just packed up and I'm just kind of chilling. Back to Sea Walker Studios 1.0. No, nah, for real. It's, it's humbling, <laughs> for real. Just kind of going back to how I used to have mm-hmm. to work. It's just mm-hmm. headphones and a computer. Simpler but times. It's simpler times. Just kind of bring back memories. I have my closet. Yeah. You know, with the sound panels in there, with the acoustic panels in there and everything. Yeah, how do your neighbors feel about that? Ah, no, it ain't nothing. I was wondering, because I know uh, Corey Ironside, he just put uh, like a studio inside of his apartment, and Mm -hmm. he put so much of the foam Mm -hmm. all over the ceilings, so everywhere, because I'm like, yeah, because he's got some some big woofers in there, like just the bass, and I'm like, man, how do you deal with your neighbors? Yeah, see, I'm working on headphones. I don't have room to set up my speakers, Mm -hmm. so it's just headphones. Okay, that's smart, though. Not disrupting anybody. Yeah, that and... Honestly, because I don't have space, I really don't care. <laughs> You're like, just, I don't even care about them. Yeah, I don't care. Fuck them. I would, but I would, you know. Yeah, it is what it is. So it's only for a month, hopefully. Mm-hmm. And then I'll be able to move yeah, in and get set up. Got a housewarming party or a studio warming party? Yeah, I'm gonna do one, but the perfectionist in me wants to wait until the studio is completely right. done. Right. I don't want to. I'm gonna start booking early. You uh-huh. Just pull up. You'll see the spot. But when it's completely done, then I'll do like a grand opening type thing. Sounds so. good. Speaking of perfectionism, uh, <laughs> what are some of the like mindsets or limiting beliefs? You spoke a little bit about it. Mm-hmm. Like you said, you had to let go of like that way of thinking or mindsets whenever you were hanging with your friends and they weren't doing nothing. Yeah. So what are some like limiting beliefs or mindsets that you felt like you had to break through in order to be like a successful entrepreneur? Relying on other people. Mm. Yeah. Just kind of sitting around and waiting. And that's no. what I did for... I, I learned a lot, but at the same time, I'm like, man, if I had this mindset at least three years in instead of seven fucking years in, right, bro, I'm telling where I'd be at right now. But yeah, it was just that breaking that and just stop being blind to the fact that because you're loyal to somebody doesn't mean it's the right thing to be loyal to, you know? So you got to look out for yourself. I know and some people and you do like you, you talk, you joke a lot about, you know, stuff like that on Facebook or whatever. Y'all, y'all need to follow Walker's Facebook. It's he's a hard. trip. He's a goof. <laughs> sometimes I'm like, I have to lecture him sometimes. No, for real. You've gotten you, better though. Hey, yeah, <laughs> I stay yeah. on his ass. Yeah. You'll come on there and, you know, buzzkill a little bit. But, I do buzzkill. Yeah. I'm like, that's not funny. <laughs> It's just, I'm sorry. It's a social worker in me. Oh, <laughs> um, but it is funny. There's a lot of shit you post that's funny. Yeah. But some of the stuff, like, you'll joke about it. But I'm like, no, it's for real, though, because people might call you an asshole or whatever for being like, I got to watch out for me. I got to protect me. I got to right. do me. But, like, part of my growth over the past year or more, five years, has been like, no, that's not, that's not a selfish way of thinking. I think maybe it's even like Southern is like this just putting everything everybody before yourself or it's very much a churchy thing of like serve yeah. serve serve I think which it's a is a human something. thing like it's yeah. a, or, or not a human thing but a societal thing Society. where where you are praised for being humbled i guess or mm-hmm. humble 
Yeah. In a way, or like a you, weird definition of the word. Yeah. It's self-sacrificial. Yeah, it's like, like a martyr. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. But at the yeah, end so of the day. Like, that's not my thing. Yeah, it's not my thing either. Like, I look out for this. It sounds bad when you say it, but at the end of the day, like, you got to look out for yourself. Right. You know, you can't pour into other people's cups if yours is empty. Exactly. So, um, I think everything moves better when you're happy. Mm-hmm. As say that. As an individual, that. you know? Yeah. And that's part of why I started this podcast and even the breakup baddie life coaching is because I saw how detrimental these mindsets were, where like we say like, cause you know, no one, it's no surprise to anyone that I had a long history in like the church, Western Christianity, evangelicalism, whatever. Um, but like we say things like you can't pour from an empty cup, fill your cup. But Mm -hmm. then our behaviors, it was almost like you're supposed to be filled by serving. So the more you serve, the more your cup will be filled. But then, so like that drove me up to the edge Mm -hmm. where I was like, no, the service work comes as in like an overflow of like literally like self care time Mm -hmm. for yourself practice. Like, what do you like to do? Like, I don't even know. I was talking to my friend last night. I don't even know what my favorite like foods or place restaurants or things Mm -hmm. I have no idea what any of my favorite things of anything are yeah, because yeah. I've just been like so much focused externally on everybody else mm-hmm. and everything else that I'm just now being like what do you like what do you want yeah, you gotta know what you want that's facts I'm learning that even out yeah. of life out of yeah. relationships people are like write down write a list of what you want in a partner and a spouse write it and manifest that I was like I have no idea just don't be a liar yeah don't just, be just simple shit wash like, just, your ass right uh, I don't that's know. where I'm at with it like just <laughs> Just, even even a broad statement is like be my peace like it's so broad and there's so many yeah. things and it's, it's so subjective of what peace is to mm-hmm. different people like i don't even know man. Mm-hmm. Just, just, or like just be peaceful so i can maintain mine yeah yeah, yeah. you know you like know? be a peaceful person don't disrupt my peace right or if you do like at least it's like 50 50 like sometimes you know someone's gonna get on your nerves yeah i mean that comes whatever. with it but, but like just uh, if that person is at peace within themselves right then they can help you, you right. know, maintain your own peace because right. they've got it within. I think that codependency is a problem. Like you said, relying on other people, waiting on other people. Mm-hmm. Sheesh. Like, I, I believe because I'm an, a community organizer and in, in interdependence, like, you know, we do need each other. There are certain projects or certain things we can get done as a community quicker or better, more joyfully if we do it together. Yeah, because we live in a hyper individualistic society here where everything's like individual, like it's about right. your own spirituality or your own money, your own whatever. And I'm mm-hmm. communally minded, like where if I like if I'm going up, I want people to come up with me. Like I want to mm-hmm. take my whole community with me. But that's accountability. Like Other people, your friends, the people you surround yourself with, they got to be on that same level. And so if that's, they can't keep up, they need they, they just get left yeah, behind. Right. Right. And so that's, that's my mindset now. So mm-hmm. like I got people in my. In little circle. In my little circle, that's not pulling their weight. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I mean, I don't say anything. I mean, people disqualify themselves. Facts. So I never have to, I've learned that. Like, I've never have to, like, get on to people or say anything. Yeah. Well, because you have standards and you have boundaries. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, I don't check people. I don't do that. Like, you'll weed yourself out. Right. I just keep moving. You know yeah. what I mean? So that's why I stay out of drama. I stay out of bullshit. Cause yeah. Like, which is like no you know it's kind of like oh that's just your personality but that has been one thing that has helped you be a successful entrepreneur yeah, yeah. is that because people can start a business and really get dragged down by the drama of their friends or the, the, friend, the, right. the codependency right. like the i need these people to like me i need these people to want me around mm-hmm. like one thing i admire about you which is no secret that everybody knows because it's on youtube is that like walker does not smoke <laughs> yeah, smoke nah. weed he does not you don't even drink either nah, right don't drink. Nah. doesn't do any of that and like so i think sometimes which no shame or whatever to people who do but sometimes that can become something that mm-hmm. snags people it just like slows them down because right. their friends want them to go out drinking their friends want to sit around and smoke their friends yep. and so yep. you have to know your own limits your own boundaries or whatever and you i mean for you to be like nah i'm good and yeah. you don't care what people think about it <laughs> i don't give a fuck you man. can have like snoop here yeah, recording in your fuck. studio being like yo smoke with me and you're like i'm good yeah i'm good i don't what? care about that like it's just i'm so enter like i love myself yeah and i'm comfortable with myself i'm comfortable with everything about me so like i really don't be giving a fuck bro it's true i don't i don't care and that's like such a missing piece in so many people's lives it's like in life coaching and business coaching whatever you see we're over here trying to help people move the needle like move forward but sometimes we have to refer people to therapy or we have to refer people to other like Mm. types of modality like because they have such a deeply rooted like self-hatred or self-loathing or insecurity or like unhealed trauma or grief and so they they can't push their business forward because they they aren't comfortable with themselves they don't have peace they don't they're because if you're trying to run a business but you're like 
like, ooh, what's that? Like, I need to call this girl. Like, you just always chasing something. Right. A drug, a girl, a, a something. Right. Some fashion right. or whatever. And chasing validation. All yes. of it roots in some type of validation. Validation. Like, uh, and, and whatever. And not, not that you don't need validation. Mm-hmm. I, I want validation, but in other ways. Right. So. Um, like healthier, productive ways. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, I don't care about the the women and all this. Mm-hmm. It's fun. It's dope. Mm-hmm. But it's like, that's not a driving force for what right. I do. You know what I'm saying? What it's do you think so. gave you that sense of, cause, cause for me, I always go back to childhood and make or break you. And we can heal from that. It's our responsibility to mm-hmm. heal from it. It's like your trauma isn't your fault, but your healing is your responsibility. And so what do you feel like in childhood sets you up for success? Like, why do you feel like you do have a sense of like, you know who you are, you're confident in yeah. it. No one can shake that. Like, I don't, I don't know. I really don't. I'm trying to think like childhood wise, even as a kid mm-hmm. um, or a teenager being around, like you're at the height of trying to fit mm-hmm. in. You didn't I give a shit. N- <laughs> I didn't give a shit. Everybody, again, they was drinking, smoking, doing yeah. whatever. Like, I'm cool. I, yeah, I'm cool with that. I was never pressured. I never felt pressured to do any of that stuff. Well, that's good. Um, I, my older brother, like he's, he's wild as hell. Mm-hmm. So like, I guess I looked to him mm-hmm. on what not to do yeah. growing up. Mm-hmm. So I'm very much a person that takes heed. Mm. And I truly believe that smart, uh, there, there's there's the saying that I live by too. It's uh, smart people learn from their mistakes. Wise people learn from the mistakes of others. Mm, so yeah. I live by that. So it's like, I'm always looking, I'm always observing on the rights and wrongs Sheesh. of what people are doing. And I incorporate that. I'm a very big heed, take heed type mm-hmm. person. Like, mm-hmm. it's called so, wisdom yeah yeah so and i've always been like that i yeah. don't like being in trouble i think that's embarrassing i think it's you know like yeah, it's just, not cute yeah i've always there's just a a, a pit in my stomach like yeah. when i get in trouble yeah in front of people mm-hmm. it's so embarrassing to me yeah like so that's why i keep my nose clean i stay out the way that makes me wonder. So, because a lot of times with children, because my background in like school social work and child psychology and all that, like children seek out like negative attention like that. They, mm-hmm. they think that negative attention is better than nothing because they're likely not getting any positive attention. Do you feel yeah. like you either in school people acknowledged you for like you were doing good or your parents or no, see, I was anybody bad as acknowledged you? I was bad as hell in school until probably middle school. And then I just chilled out. Then yeah. I just went to socialize. Like I wasn't yeah. there to do any work. Did like, you do good in school? Did you make good nah, grades? Nah, I didn't. No. Nah. Like was, C's? Yeah, C's and D's. You just coasting through I coasted. life. <laughs> I coasted. I coasted, bro. chilling through life. I co- yeah, yeah, for real. Like, I didn't give a fuck was about it, do, Were your parents pretty chill? or? Yeah, my mom was real chill. I'm, That's probably why. As an adult, mm-hmm. like looking back, I'm so much like my mom. My mm-hmm. mom is just kind of like, you know, it is what it is type yes. deal. She did what she had to do. Single mm-hmm. mom, three kids. She did what she had to do. But like, um, she was just very chill and I'm the same way. And yeah. I've mastered... I know I've mastered the the art of not putting energy into things I can't control. That part. So, like, so much of yeah. my life has been. <laughs> yeah, I don't care. You know Ooh, what I'm saying? Like, wee. I'm not. Like, I'll. It's just. Well, that's good. You had an example. You saw your mom just not doing like her example was not to waste your energy where it doesn't need to go. Yeah. And if she did, I didn't see it. Right. You know, mm-hmm. like I've never really seen my mom cry. I never seen my mom be emotional. Mm-hmm. So um, only maybe twice. It was toothache. And then when my brother went to jail for the first time, Damn. That was the only time I see my mom toothache cry. And toothache. And when, when your brother went to jail. <laughs> yeah. Toothache's fucking hurt, man. Yeah. Shout out script. Yeah, shout out script. <laughs> He's suffering right now. <laughs> yeah, Everybody yeah. on social media knows yep. that script is suffering. Luckily, at least so far, I haven't had a no toothache. Good. You know what I mean? Them, them hoes hurt. Yeah. But, um, yeah. but yeah, man, my mom, I'm, I'm definitely like my mom, just chill. Because I just yeah. know things bad shit weeds you know weeds themselves out mm-hmm. and then shit that i can't control did she say that out loud when you were a kid she's like oh that's just something i can't control or is there stuff that she would like mantras or like yeah you know uh, yeah that and just got to do what you got to do mm-hmm. until you can do better that was mm-hmm. her main thing so that's you know. good those things matter even though it's not like oh she sat you down and like with a chalkboard and like this is what i'm no nah. you heard her like say that or you saw her live right. it and just her lived example right that does matter yeah, yeah that's kind of lit that's kind of watched her and how she moved growing mm-hmm. up really but she wasn't really around like that she worked like worked. three and a half jobs so mm-hmm. i had to be independent from a young age that so, is another thing is you had to be independent yeah, yeah. so you wasn't riding nobody's coattails mm-hmm. and Nah. Mm-hmm. Then my brother and sister, they're eight years older than me. So when I'm mm-hmm. seven and eight, they're already 16, 17, fucking doing whatever they're doing. They right. never really, 
you know what I mean? So yeah. I was in a way kind of like an only child. It felt like, yeah. And, um, I just had to be independent. So you saw from an early age that you literally had to be independent and you couldn't wait around for nobody. Nah, but I mean that and, but I did, you know, yeah, yeah. hanging with people. That's right. You know what I'm saying? So I didn't learn that as far as waiting, waiting and relying until mm-hmm. I started doing music and chasing right. music and being around the wrong people. But as a yeah. kid, but just overall being independent, mm-hmm. like if it comes down to it, like it's, yeah, in the back I'm of your mind, you probably were like, man, because because some people they'll they'll hang with the same friends that are bringing them down, down dragging them down mm-hmm. forever. Yeah, you know. But you, I feel like you had a contrast. You had something to compare it to. Like in the back of your mind, you were like, man, I can't keep waiting around for these people. Yeah. Like you got to do what you got to do. I got to do it myself. It's because you you had that. You knew it, even though you acted out or whatever. And you 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 had your adolescence where mm-hmm. you you were trying to act like a regular you know, teen bum or whatever. But like, you knew if I, if I want something, I got to go out and get it. Right. No one's going to do it like, for me. No one's going to do this shit. Yeah. For Cause me. some people who do see their parents, like if there's generational wealth or whatever mm-hmm. they see, they, they kind of have like an entitlement attitude because yeah. they haven't seen someone around them have to work hard right. for what they need. Right. Or there's like resentments about like, man, I hate the fact that why I got to work hard mm-hmm. and then but they don't get over that. It's like, bro, it is what it is, mm-hmm. but like make it better for yourself. Right. You have to accept it. Right. You got make, the cards, you know, you just got to work with what you give in what you got. Yeah, I definitely you, did. And a lot of people do. So you can't tell me it can't be done, especially somebody like me. I'm lazy by nature. <laughs> so like, bro, if I can make some shit shake. <laughs> yeah that's so funny like the complexity of like personality type and psychology and everything you're like i am lazy but which is why you don't expend a lot of energy on things that you don't need to yeah, you're like I don't need to. i'm lazy and i'm one of those type of people that i don't put my energy into things i don't want to do yeah i only put energy in the shit that i'm into and what i like so i know people who just go hard on everything mm-hmm. and they're successful too mm-hmm. you know they they, they went too but me i only put effort into what i want yeah you're an energy conservatory so when it came to academics and Stuff like, I did not give a fuck about that shit. I would go to school. It explains so much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, I was like, I don't, I don't know if you know the Enneagram, but you are definitely, I'm seeing a nine. The nine is energy cons- conservationist or energy conservator. Yeah. I don't uh, know yeah. That is. that is like, it's like, ping. I was like, yep, that's why. I mean, and sevens, I'm a seven. You're nine. Sevens and nines always get along because sevens and nines like to just have a good time, just chill. Like everybody's being in good mood. Like yeah, why? Yeah. Don't worry about nothing. But the, we're different because sevens are high energy and nines are chill. Like my best friend, Jessica, just laid back but the difference is sevens are like sometimes willing to engage in confrontation Mm -hmm. for other people or whatever like very protective or whatever because they just we want everybody to be happy but it's like we will more assertively try to make it happen Mm -hmm. but nines are like man that's not my battle you know it's not yeah i'm gonna let you do you that's over there yeah you handle that i'm gonna go take a nap yeah (laughs) that but i'm only like i'm I'm like that 90 percent of the time Mm -hmm. when it comes to my sister or my mom or yep. somebody like or a woman in my life mm-hmm. and I'm way different. Yeah, the I have funny, no patience. The funny thing is, so it's a it's like I don't know, not like a pentagram, octagram, whatever. It has like nine, nine numbers. And so I'm a seven, you're a nine. In between us is an eight. So the eight, ironically, is the um they're very confrontational. They're the challenger. So we both have the eight wing. So when we need to, we lean into that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we can get confrontational when we need to, but it's like nines are way less like like you said, ten percent of the time. Where sevens, we're more, because we're more higher energy, yeah. you know, so we're more willing to engage in that. But I could totally see like nines when they have had enough, they have had enough. And Jessica, she's my best. She's like, I scare myself sometimes yeah. because, yeah. you know, because it, it takes a lot to yeah, push people to that point. It yeah. takes a lot for me to, but it don't take a lot when it comes to the women in my life. Right. Like if I feel like they're being threatened in a way, yeah. then it's just, it's a, it's a like, switch for me. As it should be, man. Yeah, it's a switch for me. But yeah. everything else, I, I don't give a fuck. I mean. There's really not much. You, you can't get me out of my character. Yeah. Bro. It's good you pointed out like the things you can't control. You don't invest in things you can't control. And that's one thing I've worked through is realizing the only thing I can control in this life is me. Mm-hmm. You can I can't even control my kids. I can teach them. Right. I can try to give them an example. Mm-hmm. I can try to help them learn how to critically think about things, make decisions. But at the end of the day, they're going to go out in this world and make the choices they want. Right. So really the only person I can control is me. That's it. So that's it. I can't control how a woman feels about me. I can't control how person or another person feels about me it is what it is so i just yeah you know you, you either want to ride with it or you don't and with your music it's like i put this out you like it or you don't you yeah. either fuck with me and and how i do things or you don't you don't spend your energy trying to be what everybody wants you to be right yeah no nah, try nah. to be liked by nah, everyone no nah. and i went through that you have because you have to learn it like i wasn't always like this mm-hmm. you just have to go through it and learn from it mm-hmm. so like when i first started my business in 20 
17, I wanted to book everybody. I wanted to be yeah. liked by everybody so I can be, you know, that's what I thought it was. But then as that got so tiring trying to conform to what everybody's version of mm-hmm. music, how I want, the, yeah, music is, trying to please everyone, you just get tired of that shit. And then yeah. at, at that point, like, I rose prices and I started not booking people. I started mm-hmm. choosing, nah, I don't want to work with you. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. you can feel how you want to feel about it, but it is what it is. So, yeah, um, you were already on that spiritual shit before you even knew you were. That's some so, abundance uh-huh. mindset type thing. That's something that yeah. <laughs> breaking through limiting beliefs because someone who doesn't believe that there is enough out there for them, mm-hmm. that there are people out there who are going to be magnetized to them, that are yeah. gonna, like you're attracted to the right people. If you didn't believe that, you would have been like in that scarcity mindset. Like, I got to just be what everybody wants me to be. Right. But you knew. You're like, I'm going to raise my prices. I'm yeah, going to do this. I'm going to do that. And and that's what I did. Like, I'm one of the first studios to raise it to in this area, like 40 an hour. Everyone mm-hmm. else was doing fucking 20 and 15 an hour. Man. I went to 40. And, and look what happened. Yeah, now everybody's at that rate, and yeah. then now everybody passed me. Now, now, <laughs> now I'm like, I'm I'm only charging fifty, uh-huh. and everyone's doing sixty and seventy and eighty, and I'm still charging. Internet, and everyone's like, "Damn, yo, you cheap." And I'm like, "What? I am." I, that's how I don't be paying attention. So right. you just know. to stay in your own lane. Yeah, I do just, your own thing. I do my own thing, but like, yeah, man, it's just a matter of just learning from your mistakes and just yeah. moving forward. Well, I like bro. how you said learning from other people's mistakes. I think yeah. the a lot, a lot of the hang up with that from that prevents people from learning from others mistakes is they think they're different. They think they're special. Yeah. They think that oh, like it didn't work out for that person, but it'll work out for me. Like, yeah, nah. No. Yeah, I've never felt like like I said I take heed. Yeah. So the same thing can happen to him, can mm-hmm. happen to me. Happen to her, it can happen. Yeah, to me. it's like you want to think you're special and you're different when it comes to like your art and your craft and what you create, and what you bring into the world, mm-hmm. and like <clears throat> like we talked about before, the idea like of the oversaturated market. Yeah, yeah. But it's like if something you are passionate about that you are willing to put in the work for, and it's something like do not believe the lie that what you're good at and what you want to create, like oh, there's no space for me. It's oversaturated. Yeah. If there's something that you know you're good at, it gives you life. It's something you want to invest your time in. You're willing mm-hmm. to, mm-hmm. then do it because like that. Your, no one else is going to do what you do like you do it. All right. And so I feel like people like the the idea that, man, there's just not that there's no need for me or whatever. I'm like, no, you have you have a special way of doing. We can make the same cake, the same recipe or whatever, yeah. but there's still going to be something different about right, it. Right. Right. So I'm, yeah. still, I'm fighting with that, too. Honestly, like mm. with YouTube and shit, like mm. being more getting more on YouTube, getting more in front of the camera, getting more. But I'm like what the fuck can I add? You know what I'm saying? Like I'm thinking that in my head, I'm thinking what you're talking about. Like, yeah, what, what do I, I add do? to it? But it's yeah, it's something when you think of how many millions or billions of people are on the planet and right. like there's somebody who's going to relate to the more authentic we are. Somebody's be like, oh, that's like me. Or like you share your story, you share your mindset, your personality, the way you think about things, what your hobbies are, your weird hobbies. Yeah, yeah. The more authentic you are, the more those people are drawn to you because they're going to be like, oh, strangely, he likes I was like looking at that dog, the boxer behind you. He likes boxers. <laughs> I like boxers. Yeah. And like, you know, weird stuff where you like a certain game or whatever. You could be a producer with a YouTube channel, but you have this weird niche where like all these gamers yeah, like you. Right. You know, so it's like just being yourself, fully yourself is what draws. It's like your little friend group on the playground. Somehow mm-hmm. these kids find yeah, their click. They're a yeah. weird click. You know? yeah, yeah, it's funny. And so, Even as adults, like I see the same people. Like I have a, like clients and stuff. I have a lot mm-hmm. of clients, but I see different factions of yeah who they hang with yeah they all come to the studio and they all kind of act alike they all kind of have a it's just it's interesting to see that type of shit even as an adult you know mm-hmm. like so you gotta know you go out yeah. there on youtube just be you yeah, just all true. your sarcasm and all your inappropriate jokes and I don't know. stuff I about the submarine quick. yeah i get canceled quick fucking yeah. with me you know uh, if i really if i really be myself nah yeah nah. <laughs> Just toe a, a fine line. Yeah, I have fine to line. Yeah, dial it back. I right. cancel, cancel my black ass. No. <laughs> but you, I feel like there's a lot of people, like even that comment on your stuff on Facebook. I mean, people, they you, yeah. you'll have hundreds of comments yeah. on something. Yeah, that's true. Like, I think you won't be all right, Walker, when you expose <laughs> it. Because this is just like Central Texas or the people who know you through music. Right. Can you imagine, you know, on your own channel across yeah. the world, you post something like that and you'll have all these. Com- yeah. Yeah. It's just trusting that. Man, it's hard because, like I said, that idea that the market's oversaturated, there's no need for another one. But Mm -hmm. even if you think about it, like some people who are in 
certain industries are, are, are dialing it down. They're leaving, they're transitioning. To, so there's like almost like death and birth. Like yeah. there's like, we, at one point might know there's like 15 um, different main people in the music scene. And the next month it's like all these new artists and those people right. are like taking a break now. Right. So there's always That's a need true. for new, new energy. Yeah. Yeah, new yeah for sure. Cause how many people really have that longevity that we know just stay on the front Gosh, like the front of our minds, the front of like an entertainment and music. Yeah. It's like there's very few artists, mm-hmm, very few, or influencers or anything that you're like, man, they've been doing this mm-hmm. and they haven't let up, right? For twenty years, like J Lo or something, you yeah, know? Yeah, like, like she's always or, on the front line, like yeah, that or Drake, you know, <laughs> yeah. somebody like that, you know, yeah. Jay Z, like they're always so, at the forefront, yeah, you know, and they always, you know. So. Like think about people like where's Mariah Carey? You know they're vacationing somewhere. Like yeah, they're, they're taking a break, and mm-hmm. so it's like there is space for new people and new faces and new energy. Um, right. So that's just what I'm trying to tell myself right yeah, now. Yeah, you know, because yeah. it's hard. Because I'm like, why do we need another podcast? Right. Why do we need another life? Right. Coach, right? I'm the same. I'm, yeah, I'm going through the same thing because mm-hmm. I'm so used to music and just being. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm getting told by so many people like, bro, you need to. Yeah, you need a podcast. You need to start getting more visual. Mm. Like you need to start doing yeah. that shit. So, but like, and is it? Do you feel like? Because I do believe that we should have a strong why, and we should only do things that we really want to do. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like sometimes it's good to have people nudge you towards something that you're uncomfortable with, and like you're like, I don't really want to do it, but hey, this this might be they might be onto something. Like yeah. I need to do it. Like how often do you let other people? Like, or why do you, would you consider, even though all these people, you know, they, they try to get you to smoke, but you ain't smoking. Yeah. But yeah. now they're like, all these people trying to get you to do a YouTube. Mm-hmm. Like, why do you think that you're like, man, for me, it's more of the logistics of it. Mm. It's not, I want to do it, but I'm like, I don't feel like paying no editor. Right. I don't feel like. That's true. I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. Like, and I don't know how to edit and the laziness in me. I don't want to learn how to edit. Like, I don't want to, yeah. I don't want to fucking do that. So what makes you feel like you need to do it? Or I feel like I need to do it to, to, to expand my business. Mm-hmm. Like, I really do feel like that. Yeah. And I you never to... know. You dabble in it, it might blow up. Yeah. Yeah. So, and they was like, if you just do what you do on Facebook and do it Facts. there, bro, yeah. you, you win. Cause so sometimes like, those limiting beliefs of like, so if you're a perfectionist, like I'm a perfectionist. Mm-hmm. We overthink it, thinking like, oh, it's got to be this big old thing. But if you yep. literally just do <laughs> what you're doing on Facebook yeah. with a camera, like that's what gets me caught up and why I don't do a lot of things yeah. is because I'm thinking right. it has to be this perfect production. Yeah, this I'm looking at thing. other people that are doing exactly. it and that, that are doing it like I'm doing it and mm-hmm. it's, it looks great. It's mm-hmm. high grade. And it's just like, that's how I need to do it too. Right. Like it has to be like that. But they don't start out like that always. You no, know? they don't. They don't just like see Walker Studios started out. And yeah, you gotta. Yeah, I gotta remember. See, you're mm-hmm. making me. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I'm thinking you're, about. You're that welcome. Shit. It's your free yeah. life coaching session. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> no, it's true though. It's like because I'm, you know, preaching to the choir. It's like the idea of like because I'm perfectionist, because I am excellent at the things that I do. I'm like, I don't want to get into this this new venture if I can't do it the way hope does it mm-hmm. I'm like no nah, just put a damn camera in front of you yeah. like like when it comes to um on my social media I need to put more content out everybody's like you need more content you need more content for breakup batting mm-hmm. but I'm like okay so so what's it gotta look like what's the aesthetic what's the like what's the purpose like and like yep. just will you go grocery shopping or whatever just talk to people while you're walking in the grocery store so you know I was like oh it is so simple, but why do I make it so complicated? I'm the same way. Yeah. I'm the same way. So I was like, we gotta hold each other accountable. Yeah, facts. <laughs> but I know, like, in the new building, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna attempt it. Because so, mm-hmm. if yeah. you just observe how other people do their business, it's like they literally will just post the most random. They're drinking a cup of coffee or something, mm-hmm. and then that's it. And you're like, man, I could have done that. Yeah. It wasn't nothing big and dramatic and yeah. well produced. Shit. It's so simple. Cause we are by nature humans. Like we're like, what is it called? Voyeuristic where we just like to peek into other people's People's lives. lives. Yeah. yeah. And so you can show somebody the most basic, you're brushing your teeth. They're like, Oh, it's inside Seawalker's apartment. That's what kind of toothpaste he uses. Yeah. That's crazy. I don't, we don't think about that, but then we do this shit. Like we watch it. Like I have a friend, she posts when she does her makeup every day and she's talking to the camera, just doing her makeup. And I was like, why don't I do stuff like that? Yeah. That's crazy. (laughs) I'm not, I'm not interested in shit like that. Yeah. I don't care what, other people are doing yeah. like artists like they and can stuff, just talk like you could just talk about music while yeah. you're doing the most basic thing yeah and people are like oh i learned something from c walker now that's a good idea Mm-hmm. there you go business 
Yeah, you can like the most random tips about production if you're producing at home whatever because it has to add value yeah you know content has to add value and so that's what i'm trying to do too that's why i'm bringing people on this show that can share some wisdom with with y'all because you know i don't want to listen to a podcast if i'm not learning nothing from it yeah same you know i don't watch i don't engage in stuff i I engage a lot of stupid shit (laughs) you do do. (laughs) you have a little comic relief yeah but so i was gonna ask you what is one thing that I was like, what is like a mantra or a nugget or whatever that you live by? But you mentioned it earlier where you said like one of them was, you know, um, make the most of, you know, what you got until, until it can be better yeah, or whatever. What you, yeah. Do what you got to do until you can do better. Mm-hmm. Fucking, um, what was the other one? It was something um, like live, uh, Oh, you learn, learn from, um, yes, that one. Learning from other people's mistakes. Really? Smart people learn from their mistakes wise people learn from the mistakes of others and then my other one is living your truth so no one can use it against you so yeah, we need to talk about that one yeah that one me and you yeah. have had conversations about that i think yeah. we both are the same like i'm compulsively honest to a fault mm-hmm. because i never want people to use anything yeah. like you can't yeah. you should i'm i am who i am yeah it is what it is i don't i don't give a fuck yeah like, <laughs> it, and it, it it's it sounds scary. Like now I want people to know, and I'm, I'm not compulsive. I just don't throw my shit out there. Mm-hmm. But if you ask me, I'll tell you. Yeah. You know, that's it, what I mean. It's like, I can't, yeah. I don't lie. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you, I don't care. Like yeah. you ain't paying no bills over here. You ain't doing shit over here for yeah. me. So it is what it is. What you going to do? You know, <laughs> what you gonna do? why do you think in your perspective, like why do people put on a facade or like, why aren't, why are people so scared to just like, you'll, you'll post something like I'm taking a shit and people yeah. are like, what? Yeah. But it's like we all take a shit, you know, stuff like that. So, <laughs> where did you learn that from? Where did you think like that that bluntness? Like, where did you get that from? Uh, uh, Charlemagne, Charlemagne the God. Like, I follow him a lot. I like his little isms and his stuff that he talks about. Uh huh. And like, I fuck with him heavy on a lot of shit. How long ago was that? When did you start? Oh, doing like this? probably four years, five years ago. Mm. So, were you? You like, weren't always like this. Yeah, to an extent, but I was just more closed off mm-hmm. and just kind of like you know don't ask don't tell type shit mm-hmm. but now it's like no. you just keep it in your head yeah but now i, I generally don't care mm-hmm. or i try to avoid the question back in the day or something like you do this i'll be like eh, you know mm-hmm. so you know shit what 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 we about to get on what's up what we doing right. just try to get out of the situation right. now i'll be like yes yes or, or no or yeah i did that <laughs> i had it done i don't <laughs> shit it is what it is what nigga <laughs> give a fuck liberating people because nah. you know what is true like you for you you just don't care but for me i realize that when you speak your truth and when you share like it liberates other people, people yeah. Like, yeah i did that too Bru- yeah yeah it does <laughs> or like man tell me what that was like because now yeah. i want to try now i want to try it was like bro yeah you know see? what i'm saying yeah yeah like see y'all over here trying to act like something y'all not trying to be out man i do not you care. see it all day long i'm uh, sure people come in with their little f- like their their personas Yep, I, I talk with artists all the time. We'll get to talking about some shit. And mm-hmm. I'll say something. And the, this this simple as like paying paying for sex. I'll, I'll, I'll pay for that shit. I don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't have time to do back and forth and this little singing dance. Type, yeah, yeah. Just to try to get some cool. How much is it? Uh, and I remember saying that. And I was yeah. like, man, you know what, bro? Like, I'm like, bro, I'm busy. So mm-hmm. I'm not saying I've ever done it and I, do, and I don't do it often. Uh-huh. But I'm just saying, like, if it came down to it. Right. I don't care. Like, right. If I want you that bad, but I don't want to put in the work, mm-hmm. how much is it? What, what bill you need paid? What bill you Just need paid? Just let me paid. get that shit. I mean, let it's me an energetic it. exchange. Yeah, Money but so many men thing. are like, yeah. nah, I ain't paying. I ain't doing. Nah, 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 nah. I'm a player. Like, they're going to give it up for free. You know, okay, that's cool. Like, yeah. I, and then all the other stuff that comes with yeah, it. Yeah, 90% of the time that happens for me too. Mm-hmm. I'm not, you know, but at the end of the day, I'm not afraid to be like, I'll pay for that shit because mm-hmm. I don't have time to work for it. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd rather just, mm-hmm. you know I mean, you work for your money. Right. And, so, you know, it's got to go somewhere. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, what's <laughs> up? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's those con- it's those type of conversations. Like taboo that, topics. Yeah. that men, Like, especially with men, they don't, uh-huh. they don't be wanting to talk about. And, yeah. Or they put on their posture, you yeah. know? Yeah. And I and I'll say that, and then everybody kind of deflates, and they're like, "You know what, fam? Shit, I ain't even gonna lie to you." <laughs> yeah, exactly, nigga. Like, come on, bro. Like, stop with all that, bro. We still like. I don't look at you any different. Right. I don't judge you, bro. I don't mm, care. Say that, and, you know, and because people do judge, or they have been taught to judge, or like they're projecting their own judgment, so mm-hmm. they're afraid that you're gonna judge them. Like, yeah. that's why they don't say they they don't speak their truth. They speak their mind until I speak it. I'm usually mm-hmm. the first one all the time to say some wild shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I had it done, mm-hmm. but, or I did that. 
Mm-hmm. Damn. And then everybody just kind of chills. And then we're all <laughs> laughing and having the same conversation. Yeah. Liberation. Yeah, yeah. This is my shit. Like, it's a safe place, bro. I don't, safe place. Yeah, it's a safe place. Look at like, you being all therapeutic yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. and, and it, it's really for me because it's like, mm-hmm. can't nobody say or pull up a screenshot or do mm-hmm. some shit to where it's going to expose. I've already said it. Yeah. I've already did it. Mm-hmm. It's already out there. So if somebody does it, oh, yeah, we talked about that. He like, posted yeah, about it. Everybody already knows that. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> you can't weaponize that against me. Yeah, it ain't, nah, nah. I like, so that's, that's, that's mm-hmm. why I do that shit. Like, yeah, you know, for me, it's that for one, because it's like removing shame. Because I think shame is the root of that. Is like being ashamed of anything. Mm-hmm. Shame is so destructive. And so like people think... The opposite of like love is fear. And I'm like, yes, but also like fear, like shame is what destroys so many relationships or so many like business ventures, jobs and like dreams, or whatever is in some way you don't feel worthy in some way you, you're ashamed about something. Mm-hmm. And so for you, it's like, I don't, you remove people's ability to weaponize things because you're like, I have no shame Yeah, I, about this, I like don't. about a lot, anything. I am who I am. Yeah. And I learned that at a young age because I realized how many people around me were very like multidimensional and like the idea of duality where you can be someone who has a drug problem and do like horrible things or whatever. But then on the other hand, you're like so affectionate, loving, encouraging to your children. And it's like, yeah. how, like I saw from a very young age, how, people that meant the world to me could be so could do such quote unquote evil destructive things and i was like man people really are so multidimensional that like i realized i was like well this isn't just my family because i spent time with other families and other friends okay yeah and like my friends would share with me their their secrets of their family and i'm like bro everyone's family has secrets everyone's family they got mental health they've got all like drug abuse sexual assault all the things and so I don't know. There's like some air freshener in here. It's like dry my throat out. (laughs) (laughs) But I was like, so no, there's no reason to hide anything. We're all freaking the same. Like some people, you have your preferences, you know, but at the end of the day, I was like, I don't, I don't know. I just never saw a reason to hide things because I don't judge people. Right. So maybe I just assume they won't judge you. Yeah. Or I'm like, you can't, you try to judge me. I'll be like, bullshit. Tell me, okay, you have no one in your family. No, you never thought this before in your life. Yeah. You never were curious about this before. Yeah. Yeah. Check yourself, bro. Like check yourself before you try to check others, man, for real. People don't, people don't do that. A lot of people don't do that shit. I do. So I'll get to, I'll get to, I'll get to talking. I'm like, you know what? Mm Mm-hmm. Let me shut the fuck self-awareness. up. Self-awareness. Yep. I'm real big on that. Self-awareness. I'm real big on self-awareness. Mm, yeah. Preach. Yeah. I'm real big on that. I'm real big at self-evaluating because that's mm. the only way people are so big. This is one of, this is one of the things I, that blows my mind. People mm. are so big on like self-worth and mm. self-love, self-love, self-worth, like mm. know your worth, yeah, king, yeah. <laughs> know your worth, king. Yeah. But do you know where you lack? Yeah. Do you know where you fall short at? Yeah. You know, and once you know those things then you can increase your worth, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So it's self-worth is not just about feeling entitled on what's owed to you. It's also knowing where you fall short at and where you need to work at. You need to evaluate all of you in order to assess self-worth. And a lot of people don't do that. They only focus on the good side of it, but not the bad. Because the, the idea that, you know, we've been taught like binaries and boxes and duality and like that one thing about you disqualifies you of being worthy of love. So for me, when I hear self-worth, I think about your intrinsic value as a human. So self-worth means that even with all my flaws and all my areas I need to grow in, I'm still worthy of love and respect and dignity, primarily first from myself, but from others. Mm -hmm. And so when you realize you don't have to be perfect and without flaw to be loved you then have you can you can like some people can't look in the mirror and look at themselves because they're so afraid of admitting that they have flaws because then they're like i'm not worth shit like i'm no that's not true no you you can admit your flaws admit where you're wrong like and grow to be better do better right but you can't grow to be better without knowing those flaws and admitting those flaws mm-hmm. and working on them. You, you just want stay to. stuck. You're going to stay stuck and you and you're going to stay attracting the same shit. So it's like relationship wise like you you want this man or this woman, you want this certain type of woman, but you haven't elevated yourself to attract that type of man or woman or to keep it. Or to keep it. So it's like because you're not evaluating your whole self-worth mm-hmm. You know, and you so. go back out there and you're like, I'm going to find what I deserve. I'm right. going to find what I deserve. But you haven't worked on yourself. <sighs> yeah. Like the, the, the person you think you deserve, they're not going to fuck with you like mm-hmm. that because yeah. you haven't, you know what I mean? Like, your higher self might deserve that. Right. Your you, best self might deserve that. But you're not, but there, you're yet. not there yet. You're not there yet. So you Facts. can't, yeah, don't waste 
you're wasting your time and other people's time. Work mm-hmm. on yourself. Like people jump from relationship to relationship to relationship. Mm-hmm. I've been single three years now. Mm-hmm. Like, bro, it's That's not a rush to me. It's not a, like jumping back into relationship and relationship over and over again with different people trying to fill some type of void yeah. that they can't fill, that they yeah. can't fix, only you can. It's just that type of stuff. Like yeah. work on yourself, increase your self-worth by knowing all of that. Yeah, in my opinion, that's just me. It's so. a puzzle. It it is no. It all fits together because it's like you just like it bleeds into your business practices and all your relationships around you. It's mm-hmm. like you know where your flaws are, where you want to work on. You work. You actively work on the things you need to get better at. Like whenever you realize that you had some skills that were lacking with a mm-hmm. uh, walk of flaca or whatever, like you yeah. you were like, okay, well let me go let me go learn. Yeah, you didn't sit there and be like, no, I don't do that. Sorry. Yeah, and yeah, they just like just... sit around moping because right. you don't have those skills. Right. No, it's a challenge for me. Like, yeah. All right, where where do I like it? Let me get better at it. Because mm-hmm. it's only gonna once you get better at it, it just increases everything around you. Facts. You know. So yeah, it's a. I love finding out where I lack. Mm-hmm. You know, and you I know that, that is that not shit. a common thing. Yeah, and it's people. not a bad thing. Yep. You know, it's a good thing. It is know? a it is a great thing. Yeah, because I mean that's like there's, sheesh. I, I think it might be cultural too, because I feel like in other countries, like Australia or Finland mm-hmm. or Norway, or so, I think people just like see social things differently than we do in mm-hmm. the U.S. I think we're so. Like the the ego, it's just yeah. so egotistical. We're the greatest country on earth, right. and we're the richest country with the most fucking debt on earth, and like we we just have this like ego about us instead of just being like more humble, enjoying the simple things in life, and like not needing to acquire more shit, mm-hmm. and like this like like the whole American dream is like an American scheme. It's like people come here from other countries, and they're like like because I work primarily with immigrants for ten years and in social work, and like mm-hmm. like damn like this is not at all what i thought it would be and i'm like i know yeah. what they put on tv and the movies ain't real yeah, it's, it's a struggle yeah. yeah it's hard out here it's hard shit, out here so now, shit. i know we're told this thing like you go to a four-year university and boom 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 you'll be successful yeah. whatever bro saddled with one hundred forty thousand dollars in student loan mm-hmm. debt mm-hmm. and then no debt relief like, no debt relief <laughs> and then you're not even making what you no, spent not at all you're not making a fraction of that you get out you spend 150 you get out making 40 right so I think it's that. this appreciation for like low and slow, like find what you're good at, work at it, invest in it. Don't expect a quick, you know, mm-hmm. return on everything. Mm-hmm. Invest in yourself and your self growth and your healing. And it's just like people want that instant gratification right. right now. And they think if they, you know, do they go to one workshop or they would do one thing and then they're supposed to blow up. And yep. I'm like, man, you just have to put in the time. Got to put in the time. It took me seven years before I started making money off this shit. Say so that. Seven hear years. that? Seven years. It took me seven years. It might be quicker for others or longer for others. But right. for me, it took seven before I made any type of money that yeah. was worth something. And that so. was like, you probably saw, opportun- quote, opportunities, whether it was a relationship, whether it was an opportunity for different things mm-hmm. come up and you had to weigh out. Like, is it worth me not recording on the weekends to go out with people to go hang out with so-and-so to do like yeah. you had different things you had to say no to yeah holidays or a lot whatever of that shit i sacrificed a lot of stuff and that's mm-hmm. what you're gonna have to do it's just a certain obsession at least for me mm-hmm. that you just have to have in order to succeed especially in music specifically mm-hmm. you can't be half-ass mm-hmm. like you just can't be half-ass the creative arts yeah you just can't especially in like in creative industry mm-hmm. whether it be tv film or music mm-hmm. like you have to like give your all to it no matter what. Yeah. Like I don't care who you are, I don't care what you got going on in your life. Right. To the point where it's like I don't I don't care if your kid died, bro. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> if this yeah. is what you want, you got to yeah. get. I know that sounds fucked up, but yeah. that's my mindset. Right. So it's like you grieve and you do what you need to do, yeah, but you got to like, keep going. Yeah, you got to keep going. Like if you really want it. And that's just right. human nature, that's human will. Like mm-hmm. when there's a will, there's a way. Mm-hmm. In everything that we do. Mhm. And you just got to tap into that. Whether you tap into it or not, that's on you. Yeah. But that's just what it is. You got to make sacrifices. It's so. true. Because there's a narrative. Because it's all about like narratives and stories we tell ourselves. And sometimes if you do go through like a tragedy, like the story you kind of adopt is like, you know, now I'm supposed to be like destitute. Like I'm, I'm supposed to be so like you grieve. People grieve in different ways. Yeah. And you make space for that. Make time for that. But it's like what we've seen from other people, their life falls apart or they start using drugs. Mm-hmm. Or they, mm-hmm. It's almost like you got to be careful because those narratives about like how you're supposed to respond or react or what your life has to look like yeah. after yeah. divorce yeah. or losing a job, <laughs> losing an election. I'm like, yeah. well, my three. Um, yeah. Like I, you just you got to keep it yeah. moving. <laughs> you got to keep it moving. The world keeps spinning, man. It does. 
does. And I think there's a benefit in being from a family that isn't like, I have no generational wealth, no savings account, no, no, nothing. And it's like, you have to make it yourself because ain't nobody else going to do it for you. As long as I'm breathing, bro, mm -hmm. I got to make shit happen. Right. So we feel bad. Like my, my kids, they're like, I want this. I want that. I'm like, okay, you have a job. And I know they're young right now, seven yeah, and nine. Yeah, yeah. But I'm like, same shit. right. Shit, but know. it's like, but like, I want them to understand early on. Like, if you want something, you're gonna have to work for it. Right. And so, you know, and like they try to people try to guilt you and like, oh, just get on this. No, mm -hmm. no, because at the end of the day, whenever they're working and they're my kids are doing well and they're self-made and everything mm -hmm. that oh wow your kids are so I'm like yeah because I didn't give them everything they want and just hand right. it to them they have to work for it right. so I think we're doing I mean parents like that it's hard it's the, it's that that sacrifice the day in and day out to see the reward at the end of it you mm -hmm. got to be willing to put in like those hard no's the, the when you tell yourself no I can't go to the pool party because yeah, I got to work that shit. Yeah. but then cuz you have a vision you have a vision and I think that is without vision people perish and yeah. like no. You know, throwing some scripture out there, but it's true that yeah. if you don't know what you want, if you don't see it, you can't see it in your mind's eye. You don't know how you're going to get there. Sometimes we don't know every step. Right, you but, don't. But, but if you know what you want, like I true. want some well-rounded kids who are not little a-holes and who are mm -hmm. going to work. Like I have a vision for what I want right. um, as a parent, and then so I'm so all the no's I have to say and all the yeses like have to align with that. Yeah. And so you have a vision for what you want for your career, or yep. at least somewhat yeah, where you want it to I have go. A full vision of what I want. Like yep. not every step, but like on what I want. Ever since I started doing this, I knew what I wanted to do. So mm -hmm. I sacrificed a lot of shit: relationships, kids, all that stuff. Like you had I the knew. Vision. Yeah, especially kids. Like, I knew that would slow me down. Or mm -hmm. I knew I wouldn't be where I'm at now if I had kids. Right. Because I won't be as risk-taking. Right. Yeah. I mean, so you I know yourself. Yeah. You so I knew know that. thyself. Yeah. So I knew that. So I was like, nah, nah, for me to go hard, like, I need to just be me. Yeah. So, no distractions. Yeah. That's good. I mean, you got to people, people got to be honest with themselves, <clears throat> who they are, what their limitations are. Got to. And then your vision for what you want, and don't let nobody – deter you from that right don't let anybody tell you you can't do mm -hmm. you so, go against everything somebody says when right. it comes to that type of like stuff. prove it prove yeah. it to them Pro but in life coaching we have like a glow plan <clears throat> where we there is a vision there's a goal or several and so like we we back um reverse engineer it of mm -hmm. like objectives and like how to get there from where you're at and so i think it's important we always go back when people are struggling when they had something you know, happen in their, in their life. And they're like, I don't know if I, and uh, uh, -uh. we get back on yeah. and we keep pu pushing towards that thing. You might have to change the plan a little right, bit, right. alter it. But yeah, you have to have that. Why you have to have mm -hmm. that vision yeah, that why, to, that to vision. keep it going. Facts. Got well, to, man. I can't wait to see, uh, see Walker studios 3.0, 3.0 baby in August. Uh, we can have a party. Yeah, Walker's going to be down. sober as hell. Sober as shit. <laughs> shit. But where can yeah. people find you at Walker? Um, Facebook, you know, just, Look up Clinton C. Walker, walk, Walker. I'll mm -hmm. be on Facebook, you know, follow Walker me with there. the ER? Yeah, you know, you got to have your full name on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. Shit. So, um, but then Instagram, C. Walker Beats, C-W-A-L-K-A Beats, how it's spelled. Yeah. Um, Those are, mainly, I'm mainly on Facebook. I'm a boomer. I'm, I be on Facebook heavy. So I know, you are. Come, come, come fuck with me over there. I, <sighs> IG when I remember. Yeah. And that's about it. I think I just started a Threads account. You, you yeah, hear about I have threads? no idea what Threads yeah, is. It's basically, it's it's basically Twitter. Twitter for I hate Meta. Twitter. Yeah, I don't use Twitter. I don't use, <laughs> but I started it. I'm on there. Y'all can follow me on there too. I could see you using that. Yeah. All the the, the slick comments and everything, and yeah. like start stirring some shit up. Yeah, I might I might do what I do over there on Facebook. On Instagram, yeah. I'm not like that for some reason. I'm mm -hmm. more professional on Instagram. Yeah, it makes sense though. It's a, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, y'all find Waka on Facebook and on threads and, and bug him on Instagram. <laughs> Make him use Instagram more. Yeah. Um, but what kind of client, like what people do you do you like to work with? Who should who should shout shout you out? Who should holler at you when they want to record? Oh man, like anybody. As long as you bring good vibes, I'm with it. You yeah. Know? You know what I'm saying? And plus, you know, you want to invest in yourself and you care about your sound, you care about the fidelity of your music, you care mm -hmm. about moving and impacting your people, mm -hmm. your fans, and you want your fans to take you serious, come see me because I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm that guy. Up. 
Yes. I'm that guy. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna elevate that your guy. sound. I'm gonna elevate your sound for real. Facts. And that's not me saying that. All my clients say that. So no, it's true. Anybody. And so. if you listen to reviews and previews on um, Private Hip Hop, like you, they you they shout you out fifty times every single yeah. every time somebody comes on there and they submit some music. They're like, "Hey, man, you sound good, but you really need to go CC Walker." Yeah. You know, everybody <laughs> knows that if you want your shit to sound good, you want that industry sound. And yeah. I just upgraded all my gear, so. Like it's it's up for the industry Especially, sound. Yeah, if you want that industry sound, you want to sound like whoever. I can, mm-hmm. I can get you there for real. <laughs> auto tune, looking at auto tune, all that. I got it all. You know, auto tune. I got you know, not that it matters, but yeah, you know, the gear doesn't matter. Yeah, you know, at the end of the day, you can make a hit record off some bullshit, but yeah, it's just the feeling. But I know mm-hmm. what I'm doing. I've been doing this for shit, fifteen, sixteen years yeah. now. Let's go. So let's let's run it, man. Come holler at me. Well, man. thank C-walker you. Beats. No, I, I was say dot com. I got the way I took that website down a long time ago. What is yeah, it Yeah, let's end this. Freeodyssey dot com. Yep. Scared. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, Do it's, you know your website? It's up there. I never go to it, but it's okay, up. I got a merch yeah. site. Odysseymerch.com. You can buy some merch. That's yeah. up. Yeah, um, I just learned about that this weekend. Yeah. I didn't know yeah. you had merch. Yeah, yeah cool. I'll be on that. And then um yeah, shout out shout out my baby girl YT Amaya. YT. Yeah, YT and my, that's my artist on Free Odyssey Entertainment. And then my boy Kilo and my homegirl LaCrea, man. We all just, you know. Yeah, y'all check them out. They're really good artists. Yeah. And they got something to say and they got a good sound. And yeah, YT, man, she's she's blowing up. Yeah, Yeah, she's moving. Y'all support local artists. Yeah, man. She's moving. I'm proud of her. Same, same. That's, awesome. That's, yeah. Well, thanks for coming on the show and thanks telling us me. about, you know, what you what limiting beliefs or mindsets you had to break up with to live your most abundant entrepreneurial life. Yeah, thank and you. I'm proud to know you and call you a friend. Yeah. And um, I hope that, you know, we can party soon at the yeah, new studio. Sure. You already know. You All already right, know. then. Well, y'all, thanks for tuning in. And we will have another guest um next week that i'm really excited for you guys to meet so stay tuned thank you so much find me on all social media at the breakup baddie b-a-d-d-i-e um and thebreakupbaddie.com thank you so much bye subscribe to the breakup baddie podcast now available anywhere you get your podcasts find me on all social media platforms at the breakup baddie or email the breakup baddie at gmail.com it's time to break free and unleash your true potential remember the power to change your life is in your hands so let's do this